I'm Dr. Sky, and welcome to the Dr. Sky Podcast, episode number 107. As we welcome you to the extension of the Dr. Sky Show, proudly here on KTAR News 92.3 FM for well over a decade, heard proudly and on purpose, 3 a.m. Saturday mornings, here on this great radio station. No matter where you're listening to this podcast, we certainly appreciate your time with us here as we talk about the realms of astronomy, space, aviation, and weather, and so much more. Welcome to episode 107 as we continue to talk about some incredible news. On October the 9th, spacecraft around the Earth detected one of the most intense, brilliant blasts of energy from deep in the cosmos. I'm referring to something called a gamma ray burst. Hardly understood by astronomers, this particular gamma ray burst, allegedly from an object, whether a pulsar or a galactic nuclei, or even a supernova explosion, some 2.4 billion light years away. The gamma ray burst is identified as GRB 221009A. It exploded, again, some 2.4 billion light years away. What's amazing about this particular gamma ray burst is that not only was the burst detected by satellites, but the burst itself induced a current into the Earth. How can that be? Gamma ray bursts are from the destruction of galactic nuclei in space, very powerful radiation. And just on the flip side, if these particular gamma ray bursters come from, let's say, a pulsar, a star, the remnant of a supernova, that allegedly is some six miles in diameter with compressed material, it is thought that if the Earth, incredible as it would be and impossible, would get near a pulsar, that six mile in diameter object, the Earth would be shrunk to a diameter of 1,000 feet. I'll repeat that. If the Earth were next to a six-mile-in-diameter pulsar, the gravitational energy of that pulsar is so great, it would shrink the Earth to the size of a 1,000 feet. These are some of the amazing things that are happening here from the great realm of astronomy. Astrophysics and quantum physics is where these answers lie, and we'll continue to update you as to what we find out. Amazing story. But also, closer to home, we talk about things you can see in the nighttime sky. Proudly here from Phoenix, Arizona, America's fifth largest city, and to all of you listening to the great state of Arizona, if you'd like to get in touch with me, my email is simple. It's just drsky, not your sky show, at gmail.com. But here's your weekly summation of sky events. We begin with the moon. On the other side of the world, on the 25th of October, there'll be a partial eclipse of the sun. That'll be followed up by a great total lunar eclipse for us here in Arizona and areas in the western United States, and for that matter, a good portion of the whole continent of the United States, on the early morning hours of November the 8th. Yes, if you're wondering, November 8th is also Election Day. This is the first time that we know in recorded history that we have an election date that coincides with a total lunar eclipse. Go figure. But the moon continues to wane. It moves on to its new phase on the 25th, So if you're an avid viewer of faint sky objects, now is the time to get ready. Because the moon will simply not be visible. We call it the dark of the moon. And then, by about the 27th, you'll start to see a beautiful, slender, waxing crescent moon right there in the western part of the sky. But for planets, things are interesting. The goddess of love and beauty, Venus, is having an encounter with the sun. It's moving into superior conjunction, meaning it's transitioning from the morning to the evening sky... Venus will be a brilliant object as we move toward the last month, December 2022, 
in the evening sky. Reminiscent of the great star of Bethlehem with great stories to about. The planet Mercury slipping slowly into the sun's glare in the morning sky. Not much to see there. But the evening sky continues with great objects to see. We start off high in the south at sunset with the naked eye visible planet we call Saturn. I like to refer to Saturn as the original green world because Galileo himself, even with his crude telescope, did not understand the true nature of what we know now today as the Saturnian ring system. Your small telescope with even 100 time magnification will reveal that almost 3D strange looking thing. How can that be real, Dr. Sky? Many people ask. They think I put some sort of a slide from an ancient viewmaster. If you're old enough to remember what that was when you held up a slide and looked through these stereo glasses. But I assure you, Saturn is real. For more experienced observers, you may get to see a few of the Saturnian satellites, including Titan. And if you'd like to learn more about the positions of these moons, not only with Saturn and Jupiter, we recommend shallowskyjupiter.com. You'll see what I mean when you go there. But also, don't forget here, as you listen to this blog with me, Dr. Sky, on KTAR News 92.3 FM, we promote proudly our well over a decade-long show that you tell us that you like so much, and we appreciate it, the Dr. Sky Show. Heard here on this great radio station on purpose, 3 a.m. on Saturdays. And we do get a lot of fan mail and questions and comments. But the other great planet is Jupiter. Yes, the brightest object that you can see right after sunset, high in the eastern part of the sky. Jupiter, still within a distance that's good enough to give it a large enough diameter in a telescope, great detail can be found there. And once again, if you'd like to learn the positions of the Jovian moons, the basic four, Go to shallowskyjupiter.com for a live view so you can follow along to find out which of those satellites is Io, Europa, Ganymede, and Callisto, and are they going to eclipse or are they going to transit the disk of the planet itself? But now, around 10 p.m., look to the northeast. The brilliant red-orange object undoubtedly is the planet Mars, coming to a close encounter with us as we move toward the end of this year. So now, if you have a telescope... The size of the planet Mars is about 14 seconds of arc. What does that mean? It means that it's small, but if you have a telescope big enough, you will start to see details on the surface of Mars, and even maybe one of the polar caps, as the planet itself is not 100% illuminated right now, but it sure will by the time it reaches opposition and closest to us by about the 7th of December. Also, don't forget, remnants of the Orionid meteor shower start to peak in our sky, Look into the east just after midnight for Orion. High in the sky as you look, and next to that is the planet Mars. You may get to see some straggler Orionids. But as we move into November, a couple of slow-moving meteor storms or showers will take place. They're called the Torrids, and we'll have more to say about that in future Dr. Sky updates. As you know, we travel to the high deserts of Arizona. Our flagship location in Sedona is the Wild Resort and Spa. You can join us there as we continue to do our sky observations Wednesday, the 26th of this month, October, pre-Halloween, just around sunset, in the area in the back known as the Grove. Check them out on the World Wide Web at the Wild, that's W-I-L-D-E, Resort and Spa, for more information. Our November dates will be proudly on November the 12th on Saturday and November the 30th as we wrap it up at that beautiful location. And don't forget, the Dr. Sky Cruise to the Cosmos on the beautiful Dolly Steamboat will take place this coming Saturday, that is October the 29th, sailing dockside at the early hour of 4.30 p.m. to 
can get in a great dinner, some views of the sky, and you can do it early and not have to be home late. You can contact the Dolly Steamboat at area code 480-827-9144. That's 480-827-9144. Or make your reservations at dollysteamboat.com. Dr. Sky Inc. and our company is available for you for whether you would like to have us show up and say a child's birthday to do a special presentation, keynote speakers, and all kinds of presentations at resorts, spas, senior communities, and so much more. And to learn so much more about that, Send us an email at our company email, Show at gmail.com. Until next time, as we wrap it up, happy Halloween, a safe one, of course. And next week, we'll be talking about some spooky things that happen in the nocturnal sky. But the most interesting story of the week happens to be the great gamma ray burster coming from 2.4 billion light years out in space, powerful enough that it actually induced a current in the Earth. God help us that that gamma ray burster is not as close as, say, some of the nearest stars like Sirius eight light years away. Sadly, we would not be doing this podcast. Clear skies. Dr. Sky reminds you to always remember to keep your eyes to the skies. Great health, as I'm your navigator on the highway to the heavens here on this particular podcast, the Dr. Sky Podcast, episode 107. See you next week.